Are you a hairstylist who believes in beauty on a soul level? This is Meg Moran and Miss Jolie. We are entrepreneurs, stylists, educators, and mamas who are a little bit mystical and a tad bit rock and roll. Our mission is to inspire you and expand your mind on business, manifestation, self-love, social media, and so much more. Welcome to Soul Stylist, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Stylist, the podcast. If you had listened to our previous podcast about client communications with their consultation, with all of their client experience, then this is your next step into elevating your business. Yes. So today we're here to talk about boundaries, policies, and raising your prices in 2022. I don't know if you've already raised your prices. If you have, good job. You Um, deserve it. You really do. At this point, after the last few years, um, all of our supplies have gone up. And that means our prices have to go up just so we don't get into the, what do you call it? The red. And we start to get, we never want to have like we don't want to be. What do you call it when you like? Uh, you're not getting a, a raise, but you're getting a demotion. Demotion. Yeah. You don't want to demote yourself. No. We want to keep our prices at a fair and you know reasonable, reasonable area level. where you know you could pay your overhead and pay your bills, save yep. a little bit, pay your taxes, and also um, charge your worth. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk about. The question that a lot of people always have is how we raise our prices. Yeah. I feel like we go into raising our prices just effortlessly now um, because we've done it so many times. Can we talk about the first time we did it? Yeah. Okay. The first time we, okay, so we went out on our own. We opened our suite. We were there from uh, March. Yeah, March 2019 to like the end of November. Yeah. We raised our prices in June. So when we, in our mind, our way of thinking was we didn't want to move salons, open a new space, and then automatically just raise our prices. So we wanted to honor our, our old prices. And we did that for about six months. So March, yes. April, May, eh, three Just months. for us to kind of get a gauge on what our overhead is, mm-hmm. how much is color, how much is rent, how much is refreshments, how much is all of the money we're putting back into our business to service our clients. Yeah. And just for a background, we went from commission to owning. Yes. We never like rented a chair from anyone. Right. So we didn't know. We had no idea. So we bought our color. We started paying rent. We did all the things. We bought our LLCs, our insurance, um, all that stuff. So we then in June, I think June 1st, we raised yes. our prices and we decided since we hadn't raised our prices in our last salon, I think for two years Yeah. at that point, we decided we're going to go up by a percentage and we picked a percentage. We, since we work together and me and Meg are very much on the same level um, as far as education and what we do and, and traveling and being educators and yeah. having like um, a lot of value set on our time and our what do you call it Mm -hmm. our skill level well yeah (laughs) um 
Oh, because we were booked out pretty far yeah. in advance. Yeah. So we were like, let's keep the same prices as each other. And we just decided to do that yeah. being business owner, like co-owners. So I want to talk a little bit about how we picked the percentage. Cause it wasn't just like a random, a random like number. we're going to go up by X amount. You know, it was like, we sat down and ran financials and looked at all the numbers that we were bringing in compared to our overhead and kind of needed to go up by how much we thought we were worth and how we wanted to gauge how much overhead was compared to what we wanted as a raise. Exactly. Like what we wanted to make. Exactly. Like with being fair to our clients and also being fair to ourselves. Um, we wanted to make sure that all of our overhead was still where it was supposed to be. And as far as how much we wanted to put away for overhead and then also calculated in taxes and how we had to save for taxes and how we have to save for many other things that involve being in your business because you think you get back to emails you get back to texts you are updating your website you're updating your social media it's more than just servicing hair and using product it's your time mm -hmm. so we kind of gauge around that as far as running our financials and kind of comparing what it would be with each percentage that we wanted to go up and we found one that made sense to us and that's how we did it mm -hmm. yep so um should we just say what it was Oh, it was, yeah, it was 10%. 10%. Oh, sorry. I thought that you already said that. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Yeah. We yeah. went up, we just went up by 10%, um, each service. So, and it wasn't like, um, that's not something that I would suggest doing every single time. No, but I agree, it was cause... just because like, so if you're listening right now and it's been a while yeah. since you've raised your prices, like, like, like I said, two years, Yeah. we decided that that was a good number for us yeah. and now, especially just cause products go up all the time. It's inflation, yeah. you know, like you just, you have to run with it like as in like you know like gas prices those go up because the price of them buying oil goes up so you need to if you want to make the same amount of money that you were making before everything went up you have to go with the flow of it, of all of the inflation that happens yep so now we go up a little bit differently so we go up about I would say five yeah, like dollars, five to like $10 per service every like six to eight months. Yeah. Depending on kind of what's going on. How with busy we are. Else. Yes. I don't think we changed our prices during COVID. No, I no. think maybe after because yeah. of the inflation. Yes. Uh, when gloves went from eleven ninety nine oh a God, box to twenty five, 25 Jesus, we were like, yeah. "Hey, it's time to yep. go up." A Especially bit. you go through gloves so much. I'm a glove hoarder. I wear gloves, and for I'm a sweaty. Service. I'm a sweaty like, glove wearer. Yeah. I can't reuse those multiple. No. Like I use three, probably around three pairs of gloves per service, and not yeah. to mention our assistant. Using yeah, I wear three. I I use like three or four per service for sure. Yeah, pairs. it's a lot. Like, it's wasteful. It, it sounds like it sucks, but it really is. And especially with COVID, trying to make sure everything stays clean. I'm not trying yeah. to like reuse gloves for a long yeah. period of time. But either. now, like with us hairstylists, like I don't know where you guys were at during the pandemic, but we had to now like wear face shields and protection and masks masks and um we had to like tarp off some stuff that wasn't able to be used because clients couldn't use it and then we were going through since we were just using so much more product to clean with too and yep. since me and meg are very like wellness based and wellness conscious we also didn't like want to use aerosols and a bunch of sprays yes. so we had to kind of 
spend a little bit more and use like sanitizing wipes. Yeah. So we don't want to breathe in chemicals all day either, right. like cleaning everything. Yeah. So we did like anti-back virus killing yep. wipes. Yeah. Barbicide. The barbicide deal is all, you, you couldn't find it anywhere. I know. That alcohol, like yeah. um, all of that was included in your business overhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously anybody that's a business owner, those were all write-offs last year, Yeah, you know, and masks, you're not going to just keep wearing a mask that you have to wash. Um, so we're wearing disposable ones because, you know, you use it, you take it off, you use it, you take it off yeah. and you throw it out and you have to buy more and more and more. And it's different if like you're wearing reusable masks on your own time and not in your job. But like when you're working that close to people, yes. you don't want to reuse your mask like no. that. It's like, yeah, no. not- uh, exactly. Maybe you can wash it. Maybe yeah. you can wash it. But yeah. I mean, so like this year, um, we went up by like five five dollars per service. Uh-huh. Um, but there, there's been like some some parts of my services that I've like capped out at. Like I'm not gonna raise my prices more on there at that point. Now I'm just being greedy. So I think knowing when you need to stop and knowing where you can add more because you're using more like, say like haircuts. Like I'm not going to go up to like $3 a haircut. Like I'm not this like, you well, know, that's person. not your specialty exactly. either. Exactly. So it, things like that where yeah. like, there's no overhead, it's just my time. Um, those things, root color, I'm just using the same amount of, you know, grams of color per developer. Um, and that I think I went up by like $5 last year. And I think now I just included my blow dry in the price. So if somebody gets a blow dry, then that's cool. If they don't get a blow dry, it's still that same price. Um, so that's kind of where I went with that. But all of my clients leave with blow dryers. So it's not like yeah. it's anything different. Same. But if they don't, like if they get curls, like I won't charge them for their curls, you know, or something like that. Like other ways to cut corners where it's not, you're not being greedy with your money because we all deserve a raise. We all deserve to make whatever we want to make. But at the same time, there is a, I feel like a cap point in how much people should be charging for hair. But that's just like my own personal opinion. I don't want to be charging somebody, you know, nine, $900 to $1,200 ever in my life. Yeah. You know, I feel like to me, I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Well, it's also too like the area you're in. For sure. And like all that has to do with it as well. So like, I don't know. I like to check out other like salons. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that's um, a very smart thing to do because you have to be conscious of like, are you undercharging and you're in a very big area and the person on, you know, the West side is charging $700 for their highlight and you're charging 150, then, you know, that gives you kind of the upper hand to kind of raise your prices to like 300, you know, or something, you know, maybe not that much but you know what i'm saying yeah and doing it if you're nervous or whatever you could always do it in smaller increments definitely but like just if you're nervous don't let that stop you from raising your prices yes um i want to talk a little bit about how to raise your prices as in like how to tell your clients yeah um so meg and i don't announce our price increases And that's just um, more of a new thing that we've been doing recently. So our philosophy about that is with inflation, with um, the upcharge of all these supplies now that we have to use and comparing it to other um, businesses, like, for example, you like have used the example, like when you go to Target, the graphic tees used to be $12.99. Yeah. And now they're $15.99. Yeah. Did they send us an email telling us that they were doing that? No. 
or even like, you know, gas prices, you still need gas. And like, to me, hair is a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm. So if they want their hair done, then they want their hair done and they're going to pay a whatever, little bit more. whatever their price is, you know, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, it's, I feel like it's still important to be conscious in if they have a budget, all of my clients, if they have a budget, they come in and tell me they have a budget. So I don't normally sit down and I'm like, all right, so it's going to be X, Y, and Z. I send all new clients, my price menu. If they have questions, they will ask me. Um, so with that, I feel like nobody really second guesses it. And none of my clients that I've seen for years, I've increased multiple times. I don't, I haven't had one person be like, did you raise your prices? Um, Cause the $5 difference from last time is not too and much. I think that they know too, at this point, like Especially how hard a, we yeah, work, how, how much we try to like, like even me and you still take classes yeah. every year. Yeah. And we try to up our client experience. We up our whatever. And we try to give back where we can. Like if mm. we're raising our prices, we're adding something to our client experience because we're thanking them for allowing us to raise our prices and be able to make what we want and what we can and what we can afford. And we're going to give back to them by giving them client experience. Like in our last podcast, how we said that we're going to do essential oils, you know, those are lower cost effective that we're not budgeting into the price increase, you know, like that's something breaking the bank with like a $20 bottle of essential oil. However, like it's, it's a little bit of extra time that they could just feel pampered. Yeah. That's the thing. If time is money with you, like time is money is for you to be doing somebody's hair in an X amount of time and you make money from them, but also it's worth the investment to put money in to helping and servicing your client and to get your business on that next exactly. scale. Yep. All right. So, so from there, from there, let's talk about boundaries yes boundaries i feel like are very important in the industry and i feel like because we are service providers we feel for everybody we're empaths Mm. most people most hairstylists you know yes and i feel like we get a little laid back when it comes to boundaries or policies if people are like oh my god i totally forgot about my appointment you're like you know it's okay girl i understand i understand but also they just canceled 24 hours before their appointment and now you have a time a time slot that you are not getting money for yeah and i think um it's really important to i mean okay let's let's be real everyone's talking about boundaries boundaries is a very hot topic right now in the beauty industry and on social media and stuff like that and i for one feel like I was kind of like, what, what are, what are boundaries and what does that mean? I don't understand. So when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about, I don't want to say in a way that's like mean, but it's kind of like not being walked over and like not letting, not letting people get away with things on your, on your dime kind of. Um, my therapist has a funny, like the saying that she always says, it's better to be pissed than to be pissed on. Yeah. And I think that's really funny, but um, just kind of protecting your space and of your course. business. So an easy way that you can create boundaries without being like in your face mean is to create policies. And um, we've created a little portion on our website that has all of our policies listed. And I make sure that every single new client that books with me is emailed a copy of policies. Um, I do also know uh, that a lot of times people 
don't do this. And I think that uh, we all forget, but like, it, it's also nice to have a signed copy of our policies. And that's something that I've kind of recently learned. Um, I have a friend hair by Hunty and he's mm. amazing with this stuff. He actually has a whole course about this. Um, so you can go check him out on Instagram, but he has a really cool thing about policies where he has all of his clients sign. Yeah, them. definitely. I think that's um, good for them to acknowledge. I always, if I have a new client, I'll send them my policies, I'll send them my price menu, and I just write in my email, like, please just write back and confirm that you have reviewed both of these documents. Yeah. Um, just to get a clear vision on what our appointment's going to lead up to, and also for them to let me know if they're going to be changing their appointments. So if somebody's booked for a balayage that's like three hours long, and they come in and they want to gloss, one, that's money taken away, and that time is now shortened from three hours to one hour. So now I am out. She could have done three glasses in that time. Yep. And got, so now I'm out of those, you know, hours that I could have made money. Yeah. And I always say it's kind of like, I mean, we, service providers tend to think of it in a different way and be like very sympathetic, but like, it's like going to work and working a full day and your boss saying like, oh, listen, yeah. you're only going to get paid for a quarter of yeah. the day that you put in today. Right. That's yeah. not really yeah. fair. Right. Exactly. Uh, can you pull up our policies? Oh, yeah. So um, just to give you an idea of like what types of policies you can have, um, we're, we'll just go over ours really quickly. Um, a cancellation policy is probably one of the most important policies to have. Um, and we are trying to be very kind in stating our policies. But basically, just to give you an example, ours is, as you can understand, we require a 48-hour notice. So you're kind of putting the responsibility on them by saying, as you can understand. So it's like, that's, we know you can understand that. We require a 48-hour notice for any cancellations or reschedule. If you are unable to give 48 hours notice, you will be charged 50% of your missed appointment. Please also note that if, you're, if you arrive excessively late, part or all of your service may need to be rescheduled and will also be charged 50%. By booking an appointment with one of our stylists, you are acknowledging and agreeing to these policies. Yes. Yes. And um, I feel like that is the biggest thing too, especially right now with COVID cancellations. It's out of control. It's really hard. And then sometimes, you know, some client will message you at seven in the morning and their appointments at nine and they'll be like, hey, I woke up feeling super sick. It is very hard to be like, I'm sorry that you're feeling sick. However, now, you know, I'm going to have to charge you for your appointment. It's such a fine line right now with COVID and it's really hard. That's that's why I really think that you guys need to have cancellation policies because if somebody does say that they're feeling sick, it's kind of like common courtesy that they're going to cancel. So it's like hard to like charge them for that. Exactly. So like, obviously you got to have some exceptions yes, with your sure. policy and your yeah. cancellation. Like COVID is one of the things I guess that I... Well, and it's hard too because that's everybody's excuse. I know. You know, so it's I like, know. how can you even well, know that it's sure that that's going on? I know. You know, that's the only hard part. What I normally do is, okay, I'm sorry, but I don't have anything booked out for the next eight weeks. So let me know if that's okay. Normally yeah. I don't have eight weeks booked out. It's like, you know, maybe four or five. Yeah. But well, still. Unless like, it's a Saturday. If it's a Saturday, yeah, they're done for for like eight months. But yeah. like, it's just, it's hard to allow your time to be just just wasted. wasted yeah yeah um one of the things that i kind of put in my mind about cancellation policies is if they are sick or have been exposed to covid i usually will waive the fee same yeah if they are nervous about covid and they don't want to come in because they're nervous 
they I knew totally, that they were nervous two weeks ago. Right. And I totally <laughs> understand. And I'm more than happy to cancel your appointment. However, um, we are all at this salon. I make sure that we we state this in on social media and we state this on our website. We are following all the safety precautions of every guideline that we need to for COVID. We are um, all of us are vaccinated here yeah. and we um, wear masks when we are mandated to do so. And it's we're just taking like the highest uh, what do you call precautions. it? Precautions. Yeah. yeah. And we're being very careful. So like if you want to cancel, that's totally fine. You got to do with what's within your comfort level. And I understand exactly. because I was in, I was pregnant during COVID. You were pregnant during COVID. It's scary and it yeah. sucks. So that, that's the line where I guess I draw it. So I For still sure. am going to charge. At yeah. That point. Like, or somebody will be like, oh my God, work came up. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but my work came up too. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like, it's just, I mean, it's either me or you and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> but I also wanted to put in too, I do have a policy page that says, you know, please review my pricing. I am willing to work in your budget if it is right for me. If you come in and tell me you got a hundred dollar budget, I don't really give a fuck. Cause you know, now I can't do anything for you. I'm not going to like dull down my, my products, my knowledge, my skill and my time to just get, you know, anybody, anybody in. in. Um, so I think that that is a big thing too, because some people come in and they think face to face, they can manipulate you. I know I've had plenty of clients over the years that have tried to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I budge because I'm nervous, mm -hmm. you know, like it's hard when you're face to face with somebody. Now I'm a lot more comfortable. Yeah. You just have to be comfortable and confident. Yeah. yeah like I had a client the other day and she, I was like, okay, like, what are we doing? And, um, she was like, you know, I am trying to stick with the budget. I'm like, all right, cool. What is your budget? She did not tell me this before her appointment. And she's like, I mean, I don't really, I was like, what's your budget? $3. <laughs> and um, we were laughing. She's really cool. Um, but I was like, so what is your budget? She's like, honestly, I really just don't know. But I like, I just don't want to buy product today. Um, I don't want to do like too much lightning. And I'm like, all right, cool. I personally don't have a partial lightning service on my menu. It's just I have one lightning service because my lightning service includes a bowl of lightener, a gloss, um, a Brazilian bond builder, a blow dry, and a conditioning treatment. So that I feel like that is- It's a lot. It's a lot. That goes into just one. When you break it down a la carte per one, um, it, it makes sense. So I'm like, well, this is my lightning service. This is my haircut price. And this is the two things you're getting. So is that okay with you? I was like, if I don't mix up as much as I normally do, I'll knock off $30. And she was like, all right, that's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I did it and it was fine. So like things like that, where you can have that open conversation and budget where you need to, like, all right, I'm gonna save some product. Then I won't charge her for that bowl, that little bowl of product that I would have mixed up extra, yeah. um, which is fine. I normally charge um, like 40 to $50 um, uh, extra product bowl, depending on how much I mix up. So $30 was fine out off of my base price. And I was, I was okay with that. I wasn't budging too much where I was, I was feeling comfortable that like I was saying too much. To you were her. emotionally discounting or whatever. I, yes, I, yeah, I was not emotionally discounting. And I felt like very proud of myself because normally like if somebody's ticket say at, at the end of the day is like $400 and I'm like, you start to sweat. Ooh, ooh. And I was like, you know what, where can I, where can I, you know, edit some, all right, let me take $10 off. And then I'm like, no, 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 stop here. Give then it to what's them. the point of raising your face? I'm like, what if, why do I think that $10 is making them sweat? more than what the, it's, the $400 it's more than been. likely in your own head it is uh, like what did, what did i say to you the other day about not 
like not um making up what is expensive exactly to someone else exactly yeah you don't know what their budget is even one of my clients like she normally spends all, about four hundred dollars every time like every eight weeks she's in here because she gets fucking so many things rue color haircut balayage tone you know like mm -hmm. she gets a lot of stuff and she said that her husband for like the first time was like find like saw how much she's been spending on her hair and he was like wait you spend this much and she was like don't even worry about it i make my own money leave me alone yeah. <laughs> and i was like yeah but yeah i feel like all of those things like it's really just about getting comfortable with setting those boundaries, holding your clients accountable for following your policies and not really being apologetic to raising your prices when you need to, because yeah. you have to follow inflation and you have to give back to yourself. Obviously you don't have to be too crazy. You know, we all love what we do. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that you can take from it is just being able to go to work and love your job um, and being able to make, some money, you know? Yep. yep. Um, a few other uh, policies that we have are just COVID policies. So they know what to expect. We do mandate masks here, blah, 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 blah. We are tell, kind of telling them what we do yeah, so that they, they can't come in if they have a pending COVID test. Right. And like, if they were exposed, please let us know. Yes. Had, and then the only other thing I can think of is uh, children and pets. We don't allow um, children in our salon unless we just have concrete us... floors. Like it just scares us. Yeah, we don't want any liabilities of children running around. And then we also don't want pets in here, but we do allow emotional support animals. Yes. Um, and service animals. Yeah, like if you you know need to bring your dog or your cat um, and their emotional support animals, then that's cool. I mean, you I'm need super allergic, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Meg lets me bring my dog to work, and she's an emotional support animal, she and is. she's allergic, yeah. but she just stays I, away from yeah. her. But she follows me everywhere. She follows she her loves everywhere. Me. <laughs> she's so freaking cute. So yeah, I think that kind of wraps up everything. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, if you're thinking about it, here's your sign. Here's Raise your, your price. sign. Do it. You deserve it. You do. Um. Yeah. And if you have any questions, we're always here on Insta. DM us. Whatever. Yep. Check out our um website our tour is coming up so soon yep so um, yes and also check out our insta yes we also have we just opened the wait list for soul stylist dream biz so yes, if, if you want to know more about all of this stuff we've been talking about join the wait list so you're the first to know when yep. we launch yep soul stylist dream biz is just a business building course where we talk about social media website design it's an intensive course, four months. We do vision boarding. We do business planning. We do financials, website design. We do it all on there. And we keep our group really small. So try to get on there if you if that's something you're interested in. If you're opening a new business, if you're trying to rent a chair, if you are just being an independent boss babe and you want to revamp, that's what we're here for. Um, so yeah, grab the wait list. Add it now. We can't wait to see you on our next podcast. <gasps> yes. We love you guys. We love you. Bye.